The following recording is from Parramatta Christian Church. We pray that this message inspires you in your walk with Christ. Well, PCC, good morning to you all. I can see your beautiful faces even through the mask, your beautiful smiles. Thank you for being here this morning. And a very warm welcome to those of you who are watching online. The Lord bless you. I hope uh, you'll be blessed by this message. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Rohan, and I've been coming to this church for the good part of 18 years. So this morning I've titled my message, Good Works. Um, it shows how creative I am. But <laughs> um, So if we belong to Christ, we are a blessed people. We are a people called and anointed to do good works. You see, in the past, the Lord God chose the nation of Israel to reveal himself to them. And his purpose was that they, in turn, will reveal God to the nations around them. His love, his mercy, his grace, his salvation, his kindness, and his greatness to the people around them. I believe now that that mandate has fallen on the church, his people who believe in Christ. We, as a church, are called to reveal the goodness of God to the people around us, to the hurting, to the broken, and to the confused world. Because the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2, we are a chosen people. It says you are a, a holy nation, a royal priesthood, a people belonging to God that you may declare his praises, he who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. So that's our purpose, to reveal the goodness of God to those around us, those who are hurting, those who are broken. So from March last year, like many of you, I was stuck at home. I, co I, I couldn't go to the office. I couldn't come to church. Um, I was pretty much cut off from much interaction with uh, people other than my immediate family. So even though it was good and peaceful for a while, after a time, I was a little agitated. I was getting a little unsettled because I found that I was not being productive. I was not being fruitful in God's kingdom. But as I waited, as I prayed, God put in my heart people that I was supposed to reach out to, people that I was supposed to help. And God showed me, no matter the season, no matter the circumstances, we are called to do good works. We are called to be fruitful. We are called to shine our light to those around us. So as I, as I read my scriptures, as I meditated, I was on the book of Titus. And I believe that God spoke to me through the book of Titus in this season. We find the Apostle Paul in a, in a span of a very few verses mentioning good works five times. So that's why I always insist 
you know, we, we should persist in our prayers. We should persist in reading the scriptures and meditating because at the right time, at the right season, God will put a word in your heart for your season. He will speak a word for the season that you're going through. So that's an encouragement. So let's see what Paul is telling Titus. Titus chapter 2 verse 7, the word says, And you and yourself must be an example to them by doing good works of every kind. That was 2.7. In chapter 2 verse 14, the word says, He gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us, and to make us his very own people, totally committed to doing good deeds. Chapter 3 verse 1, again Paul tells, Remind the believers to submit to the government and its officers. They should be obedient, always ready to do what is good. Chapter 3 verse 8, This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to insist on these teachings so that all who trust in God will devote themselves to doing good. A few verses down, again chapter 3 verse 14, our people must learn to do good by meeting the urgent needs of others. Then they will not be unproductive. So here we see the Apostle Paul telling Titus to urge the church to do good works so that they will not be unproductive. And that's the objective of our message this morning. To urge PCC to motivate you all to do good works even in these times of restrictions and lockdowns so that we as a church and you as an individual will not be unproductive in God's kingdom. So, like all good sermons preached at PCC, all the, good, all the great preachers who have gone before me, I've got a three-point sermon. Okay? So, point number one, so I, 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 this is how it, my sermon goes. Point number one, what good works does not achieve for us, it's an important thing to remember. Why do we do good works? Number two. And number three, the mindset we need to cultivate to do a life of good works. So those are the big main three points. So let's see why, uh, what good works does not achieve for us. Right? Number one, because I said to, uh, Louis asked me what I'm preaching on. I said good works and I'm going to undo all the grace preaching that you taught us. So Louis was Relax, brother. It's, it's going to be okay. So we don't do good works to get eternal life. We don't do good works to get right with God. Right? We know this very well at PCC. So Lewis and Hillary and those before me who has preached have taught us well on that. So we are saved by grace alone, by faith alone, in Christ alone. Okay? So in Ephesians chapter 2, verse eight, uh, verses 8 to 10, the word tells us, God saved you by his grace when, he, when you believed. You can't take credit for this. 
This is a gift from God. Nobody works for a gift, right? Okay. Uh, Shamal and Lizzie gave me this watch. I didn't work for it. It was a gift, right? Um, salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. Get that? Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can, so that we can do good works he has planned for us long ago. Okay? So that's very clear, isn't it? We don't do good works to receive salvation. It's a free gift from God. So how are we saved? How are we saved? Again, I will not let my interpretation come in the way of scriptures because scriptures are so clear, so beautiful. So in Romans 3, verses 22 to 25, the word tells us, we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. Get that? We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And it is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. For everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. Freely. He did this through Jesus Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. Get that? Don't you think that's so clear? If you want to go back, please go back and read Romans chapter 3, verses 22 to 25. So good works has no part in our salvation. And we just have to keep that in mind. It's very important. So why do we do good works? Again, I've got a three points within the three points. Why do we do good works? Okay. Number one, because the Bible says for us to be imitators of God. In Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1, it says, Imitate God therefore in everything you do because you are his dear children. And God, the Father, is always doing good works. Right? Uh, we got a, a neighbor who lives in, in, in front of our house and this couple had a, a baby um, almost a year ago, the little chap is uh, almost one. So that day he was car- the dad was carrying him and I was having a chat with him. So the dad says, every time I come home, the first thing I do is I go to the washroom to wash my hands. And uh, this little boy, he's an expert in crawling now. He's, he's, he hasn't started walking yet. So he comes crawling fast really uh, behind his dad and he goes into the washroom with the dad sitting up and looking at the dad. And then the dad, the next thing he does, he goes to the kitchen to get his uh, uh, snack. And the little guy is crawling right behind the dad, sitting up and looking at the dad. And, the, and then the dad goes to the living room, plonks himself in front of the TV on the couch. And the little guy comes behind him and he gets on the father's lap and he wants to eat what the father is eating. So you see, like a kid, like a little baby, imitating his dad, we are called to imitate the Lord God, our Father. And we see right from the beginning, 
when we open our scriptures in Genesis, how God created the world so beautifully, just for us. It's wonderful. His creation is breathtaking. And it's for us to enjoy. And we see from the first time that when Adam and Eve sinned and they were afraid and they were naked, you see God's heart. He, he goes and covers them. He goes looking for them and he, he covers their shame. And uh, PCC, you know, we, we come across people who are broken and who, um, uh, who feel a lot of shame, who have been abused. And we can be like God our Father. Instead of judging them, we could show compassion in, in covering them and, 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 and ministering to them. And then we see when Adam and Eve were in need of a, a, a savior, the Lord promises them uh, a, a savior, a messiah. And God, we see in the Bible, he sends his own son to die on the cross to give them salvation. It cost God a lot. So sometimes we see people in need. We, pe- we see people who cannot help themselves. And it takes, it costs us something sometimes to step out and help people. But we should be like our Heavenly Father. I'm seeing this for the first time. I can see God's heart in this. And God, in Psalm 50, he says, Call on me in time of trouble, and I will help you, and I will deliver you. God has a heart. He's always ready to help. And we, his children, are the receivers of that blessing. And if I ask PCC for a testimony, each and every one of you will have so many stories to tell this morning of what God has done, the miracles God has done. And maybe I'll share a testimony myself this morning because it will be not right for me to be quiet. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, um, while training in the gym, I tore my um, uh, chest muscles, right? And uh, so I go to the doctor. He, uh, my, my GP was very cross with me. He said, you naughty boy, you, I told you not to do these things. And he stra- st- sent me straight away to the uh, uh, surgeon, um, uh, whatever you call them. Um, yeah, he's a surgeon. He's a specialist, uh, orthopedic surgeon. And he said, he sent me to get an MRI, and I got an MRI, and the MRI said, basically, I've torn the ligament which attaches my chest muscle to the bone here, and uh, I would need surgery. So we prayed. We have a wonderful church. We have a wonderful connect group. We have wonderful friends who, pr- who, who pray, and uh, the Bible says the prayer of the righteous are powerful and effective. And for this just once, I couldn't believe that there would be a miracle. I was praying just that, you know, the surgery will go well and there will be natural healing and stuff like that. Um, There was one person, Maggie, who prayed with fasting for me. And she said, don't go for the surgery. Right? But I thought the common sense is that you know, I need to follow the doctor's advice. But Christine told me a story about how Jesus was in the boat. You remember the storm? And uh, the disciples were uh, afraid and they were waking Jesus up. They didn't wake him up to do a miracle because when he calmed the storm, he said, be still and the storm come. And they were amazed. They said, who is this man who can come? So obviously they were not looking for a miracle. Probably they expected Jesus to, you know, help them with a bucket bailing out some water. 
right? We are like, I, I was like that. You know, I just wanted a natural, I thought, you know, you need a doc, the doctor to attach it and then God can do a bit of healing. So they cut me open. As they cut me open, the doctor found that my tendon was still intact. The muscle was torn, but the tendon was still intact. So we as God's children, we can receive miracles from the Lord. We don't expect natural things. We can expect miracles. And we in turn can be conduits for miracles for other people. We can believe for miracles for other people. We should be answers to other people's prayers. Louis was talking about revival this morning. If we are to see revival, first we need to experience God's miracle. We need to not just understand head knowledge, but experience our Father's heart. So that's, what, that's who God is. A God who loves his children, who's ready to uh, do a miracle for us. And that's how we should be to other people. Imitate our godly father. Number two, why do we do good works? Because the Bible says that God has prepared good works in advance for us to do. We saw that in the book of Ephesians. Again, I'll read it. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. And we can see, you know, in Jesus' ministry, when we read the Gospels, we see from the many parables that Jesus said, that Jesus somehow warns his people, warns the believers to be productive and fruitful in his kingdom. We see that from the parable of the talents. God gives um, you know, one, two, and five talents to um, his servants, and he expects when they come, uh, when he comes back, for it to be multiplied, for it to be invested. So God, um, mindset, God's attitude towards us is that he wants his people to be productive and fruitful. Again, we see that from the, when Jesus looked for fruit on the fig tree and he didn't find any, he was not happy. So God wants us, his people, to use the talents and gifts that he has given us and to do the good works that he has already prepared for us to do. So that's another reason why we do good works. And the third, finally, we, our good works validates our faith. We are not saved by good works. We are saved by our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But good works prove that our faith is genuine. Again, I'll read to you from the book of James. It's so clear. It says, James chapter 2, verses 14 to 17. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, goodbye, have a good, good day, stay warm and eat well, but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? You see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces the good deeds. It's dead and useless. So clear, isn't it? So, um, you know, during this uh, pandemic, maybe 
you retained your job. Maybe you got a promotion. Maybe you got a, even a pay rise. Um, maybe you know of someone who has lost their jobs. Maybe the husband and wife have both have lost their jobs and they have no income. Um, I, think, I think it's good for you to take out your wallet and help them send some money. That, that would be the right thing to do. So there's an opportunity There's always there, no matter the lockdown, no matter what's happening around us. Finally, my third point. It's going to be a very short sermon, by the way. <laughs> Unless I take this longer than I think. <laughs> um, the mindset we need to cultivate a life of good works or a life of um, uh, a service of good works. So we see uh, the Apostle Paul using words like be devoted to doing good works. He says be committed to doing good works. Be example of doing good works. Be ready to do good works and learn to do good works. So keep these five words in mind. Devoted, committed, be an example, ready and learn. So when I was growing up in Sri Lanka, our house was in the capital, Colombo. And we had um, many relatives, you know, my hundreds of uncles and aunts and cousins who lived far away in the north of Sri Lanka. And um, if they had to do any official business, they had to come to the capital. Like, for instance, um, you know, to go to the passport office to get a passport or... My cousins will have their music exams. You know, all of my cousins are really good musicians. They can play the piano, the guitar, they can sing. I don't know why I got left out. I can not do any of those. Um, but so they will come to the, the, the city or even travel overseas. And they will stay um, in our house. So uh, my mom and dad would welcome them with a smiling face. Uh, they would give them accommodation, they would give them food, um, and uh, there have been times when uh, some of my cousins have stayed for six months to a year. Uh, my mom and dad would always look after them. And, um, uh, you know, some of my cousins, uh, um, um, uh, you know, they have met their partners in, in our home, um, their engagements have taken in our home, some of my cousins have left as brides from our home, and you know the mess it is when, you know, it's, it's a lot of inconvenience sometimes. But my mom and dad never flinched. They never flinched. It was never, and they were always happy and, uh, uh, you know, uh, genuinely happy and, uh, um, you know, open to doing these things. And they did that for over 30 years we lived in that house. Now, I think that's devotion. That's, that is devotion. And uh, people who are devoted, no matter the circumstances, no matter the um, um, situation or season, uh, they're always doing good works. Uh, my mother now lives in Sydney. She's over 80 years old. And she used to be a principal back in Sri Lanka. And uh, her pension still goes to uh, an account, bank account in Sri Lanka. And almost all of it, she gives it away. Almost all of it. Um, example, uh, uh, one of her ex-teachers who were 
who was uh, sick with cancer and didn't have money for uh, treatment, my mother is sending her money. And this lady who used to come to cook, she's no more, but her daughter has um, a leg amputated and she's again having cancer and she cannot work. Mom, my mom supports her regularly. She's just um, sending money to all these people. So no matter what the situation is, and she lives here in Sydney, people who are committed and devoted to doing good works, they will find a way to help others. They're not self-focused, right? So growing up in that home for me was um, a training ground for service and ministry because I was called upon, I mean, numerous times, countless times to go and pick people from the station, to drop people off at the airport, to, to pick up their baggage from God's forsaken places at like customs in Sri Lanka and carry that bag home, um, um, you know, various things. And I always get kicked out of my room, whether I have exams or not, whether I have whatever. When the visitors come, I get kicked out and I have to sleep on a, a thin mat, not a mattress. Mind you, you guys won't know what a mat is. Um, uh, it's made out of uh, those coconut leaves, right? Uh, no padding for my bony butt, right? And on concrete floor. Uh, but um, that's the way we grew up and that's, um, 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 that's training. So when someone sets an example, someone learns. Someone has to learn because it says learn to do good works, right? And it tells be examples of doing good works, right? And even here in our church, because sometimes preaching to PCC, I feel like preaching to the choir, preaching to the converted. Because most of you guys, especially the mature and, and, and people who have come, the, the, the grown-ups, they are people who I've observed are always ready and, and, um, uh, to help and always committed to help. Um, I know, you know, Lizzie and Shamal does a lot. Like every time I seize, sneeze, they're there with food for me uh, at, the, at the doorstep, right? Like, like, like last week, Lizzie bought my favorite food uh, because I hurt myself. And then thinking back, when I sat and thought back, even 15 years ago, I had measles, and Lizzie came and dropped off food for me. It's not the first time, and hopefully not the last time, or maybe... <laughs> Because pretty good food. Thanks, Lizzie. <laughs> um, and um, there are other people in our church like that. A uh, um, couple of months ago, I went out uh, for a meal uh, with two of our, my brothers here in the church. And so they picked me up, uh, one, one of the brothers in his car, and we went out. And they, when they came and dropped me back, we were kind of standing there in my front yard and talking. And... Um, one of them noticed that uh, some of my moriah plants in the hedge has died because of the last summer's heat. And uh, I said to him, you know, the clay, the, the ground, the soil underneath is very hard clay and it's, I can't, I'm unable to grow the, the, the plant. So he said, have you, have you tried clay breakers? And I've never heard of clay breakers. He said, you can get clay breakers at Bunnings. So I thought the next week I'll go and get some clay breakers. Uh, but the next day being Monday, I was at work. Of course, I'm working from home, so I'm at home working. And um, this brother calls me, Brother Rohan, can I uh, drop, drop by just for a, uh, two minutes during lunch? So I said, yeah. And this, uh, so I thought, oh, what have I done? Did I, you know, 
offend this brother? Did I say anything during my conversation? Because, you know, I shoot my mouth off sometimes. Right? Kate, you know that, right? So, um, so I was a bit uh, worried whether I was going to get a lecture. And, but he comes, comes and then he uh, opens his boot and he's carrying these three or four big bags of clay breakers. Right? Sweat pouring from his uh, forehead. And he had his nice pants and uh, office shirt tucked in. The shirt comes out. Uh, he, he's carrying these bags. And, and I had a glimpse into this brother's heart. I had a glimpse. He's always ready to pounce and do a good work to someone who is in need. And that was not the first time. I, have, I know because I've been in this church for a long time. And this brother has been here longer than me. And uh, I've heard of stories where um, once um, uh, th- there was a family living in the house behind there and the, that gentleman was sick and he was refusing to go to the doctor. Maybe he uh, didn't have money, I don't know what. But the moment he heard it on a Sunday, the next day this same brother, he takes time off and he's, he, he has a very responsible job, very uh, demanding job. He takes time off. He comes and takes that brother to the hospital, to the doctor. So, and he and his wife are people who constantly help, and even though they don't tell anyone, but you know, you, you find out. Um, so these are people who uh, set an example to others in, in being devoted and committed and being ready to do good works. And we or the I just want to address the young people uh, of our church, uh, if I may gently address them. We have an awesome group of young people. Uh, you know, I, I know some of you from little kids, from little babies. You guys, your parents have brought you all to church. You all are growing up in the church. You all are full of faith. You all are awesome young people. Um, but I want you all to, I want to just uh, address you all for a while and say, learn from the elders learn from these from your parents learn from those who set an example in in being selfless and 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 stepping out to do good works because god has called us to do because we can have faith but our faith should be proven to be genuine people should see the goodness of god uh, through us Uh, So we do that not only by proclaiming the gospel, but also doing the good works that God has called us to do. So parents, pastors, elders, you know, teach them to your children. Teach them. Um, You know, um, uh, recently Alvin and Sashi moved uh, houses, so we went to help. And I took my son Aaron with me because I just want him to learn what it is to uh, help you know to t- take time off your schedule you may be busy uh, you may have things you know but sometimes it takes effort it takes uh, commitment to go out and help someone so he was such a help you know going up and down the stairs carrying stuff and you know two three hours uh, it was harder than uh, working out in the gym um, right um, so but he came and he he, he helped um, so, because I want to train, I want to teach my kids to help. Um, recently, uh, the Lord put in um, Christine's and my heart to uh, send some money to some people. So, we sent the money. 
and we get on WhatsApp the um, uh, you know people thanking us and uh, uh, you know because some people have lost their jobs back home and it's a struggle so it's a big deal um, so they thank us from the bottom of their hearts and I showed them to my kids because I want them to learn I want them to learn what it is to receive what it is to give right um, because the, um, when someone sets an example as I said before we, someone has to learn and we should in this PCC we should pass this culture we should not lose that that culture of helping the culture of uh, being uh, self-sacrificial uh, because as we see we have all these because someone who went before us has sacrificed a lot but also helping people in time of need because that's what God's heart is that's what God wants us to do in this season right um, let me see if I have missed anything uh, yeah that's pretty much it so as I wind up uh, I f I'll finish with a story um, you know um, you all know it's a familiar story from uh, the book of Kings uh, the widow of Zarephath um, she was picking up sticks when the prophet Elijah went to her and it, uh, there had been a massive fa famine in the land and she was going to eat her last meal um, uh, she and her son um, they had a little bit of flour and a little bit of oil left and they were going to eat the last piece of bread and then die but this man comes the man of God and he says to this lady um, make me a piece of bread and she says, what the heck, <laughs> you know, I've got, I've got just one last piece left, right, for my one, one last meal. Let me eat that and die. How can I give this to you? But he says, woman, give it. Because he, he was a man, he, she recognized that he was a man sent by God. So in obedience, and sacrificially, she gives that last piece of bread to this prophet and you know the story you know the rest is history the 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 Lord God saw her heart and blessed her so much right a supernatural a miraculous blessing that the flour did not run dry the and nor did the oil run dry she had enough and plenty and more and not just for herself but for the prophet as well and the story goes on later she receives even more miracles so you see PCC, you see children, when we step out and help, sometimes it is costly. Sometimes it is costly, right? Uh, and we say, oh, do we, will we have enough, right? Uh, we have this bill, that bill, the electricity bill, the water bill, um, the mortgage, and, and, you know, there's no savings. Uh, you know, can I send this much of money to someone, someone? Can I send, you know, on a regular basis? Oh, it's... But like this widow woman, when you step out and you help, you put yourself in place to receive a miracle yourself. You set yourself up for a miracle because your heavenly father sees and he answers. Right? We got a heavenly father who's he's not he did he created everything. We don't just expect a natural thing, we can expect a miracle. 
and he does release miracles for his children and we need to receive those miracles ourselves first and know our father's heart before that before we could tell about him to others right before we could do the good works to others so don't be afraid don't be afraid to step out and help don't be afraid to sacrifice a little don't be afraid to uh, break your schedule or whatever god will even restore time uh, miraculously for you so step out and do the good works that the lord has prepared for you to do and i and i find up as one more thing i mentioned my mum earlier to you uh, you know most of my cousins who lived in sri lanka now uh, they live in canada and uh, when my mum needs to do a trip to canada there are about 15 20 30 40 people clamoring to host her right there are people who have even sent money for her ticket and uh, they look after her they take her here and there they take her everywhere and um, they will drop her back carefully at the airport she comes um, uh, she would have put on about 5 to 10 kilos by the time she comes back right and um, she has she lives with my brother right now and she has never a, a dull moment she has never a lonely time in her life because every day and i'm not even exaggerating she will get at least 10 calls from Uh, her nephews and nieces and uh, her sisters and uh, uh, uncle, my uncles and aunts and so many people her teachers she used to be a principal her teachers will call her um, when she went to sri lanka last time they they made a gold chain for her uh, you know so it's it's the lord's blessing when you step out when you uh, are not afraid to help right so don't be self focused this pandemic don't be self focused don't um say what to me uh, you know i'm locked up you know think of somebody else and when you do that you're going to receive your miracle so let's do the good works that god has called us to do amen god bless you all church god bless you pcc thank you for listening to the parramatta christian church podcast To hear other sermons or to find out more about our church, please visit our website at pcc.org.au.